evening. Good to have you here tonight. Tonight we will um, just turn in our Bibles to Acts chapter 9 and continue the storyline through Acts and looking at um, our time to pray. Chapter 9, starting at verse of 17, we, we follow the story of Saul who had gone to Damascus and he, had a, he was on a mission to take Christians there and to put them in jail, run them down and to throw them in jail. And God interrupted that mission and he saved Saul. Now, it doesn't tell us in this account what went on internally in Saul's heart. Um, we don't see his, you know, what he said in terms of, of words of repentance. But we see the change that happened. It kind of reminds me of, of John chapter 3 when Jesus was talking um, is talking to Nicodemus about this new birth. He says, the wind blows where it wills. You hear the sound, um, uh, but you can't see the wind itself. You see what the wind produces. You see what it does. It moves things around. You can see those things moved around, but you don't actually see the wind. And so when we get a, a biblical view of what happens with Saul, we don't, we don't get all the, the narration and the inside story, but we see what later on what happened in his life, and we see how he goes on to preach the gospel. Now, one thing we do see that's pretty clear um, Starting at verse 17, it says, So Ananias departed, entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he ro rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. So, we don't hear all of Saul's testimony and everything that happened, but we do see that uh, Ananias came, he prayed with him, um, he showed him how he could receive the Holy Spirit, um, and after this, Saul was, was baptized. Notice the next part of verse 19, kind of in the middle of verse 19. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying, he is the Son of God. Now that right there is a drastic change in Saul's life. He was going to the city, and he was hauling off everybody who proclaimed to trust in Jesus. And now he's going to the synagogues and telling people why they need to trust in Jesus, and that he is trusted in Jesus. Look at what the people say. Verse 21. All who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon this name? And has he not come here for this purpose, 
to bring them bound before the chief priests. So they, they saw the change in Saul's life, and it was so drastic, uh, and, 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 and uh, you couldn't help but notice that. They, they saw that. They spoke to that. It goes on. We'll go through all of the story. But it says, um, verse 26, When he had come to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples, and they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. Okay, that's, that's how bad he was. That's the before picture of Saul. It was so fierce that people find it, found it hard to believe that he was a real changed man. It says, verse 27, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. So um, they had to be convinced. And they, they looked at what he did. And the big difference there is that now he's preaching boldly for Christ, where he had preached against him. And not only preached, but he had hauled people out to, off to jail. Um, when they believed in Jesus. So we see the drastic change that happened in Saul's life. Um, we see how God used some other individuals. We looked last time at Ananias and how God used him to minister to, to Saul. We see in this passage how he uses Barnabas now um, to, to minister to, to Saul and bring him in front of the, the uh, uh, disciples and to, uh, to help him in his growth and in his development. And so um, I've entitled this whole section, And So We Pray. We pray that God will continue, and, and God does this, God will continue to impact the hearts of people, that he will continue to use us when it happens so that we can come alongside and be a, a help and, and a, a, a be used of God. In these chapters, in chapter 8 and 9, we see several individuals who have done that. One, we see Philip in chapter 8. Remember, he was called aside, uh, the Ethiopian, and uh, the Ethiopian basically said, when Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how can I unless someone guide me? And that's an important, that's an important truth. The way God works, I don't know why he's chosen to work this way. He could do it all by himself. Um, um, but what he does is he impacts the heart and he brings along a human being like me or you to come alongside that person and to help them in their growth in, in faith. And that's what we want to pray, that God would use us in that way. So he used Philip in chapter 8. In chapter 9, now we see Ananias that God used. He brought alongside of Saul and he used Barnabas um, Yeah, Barnabas in chapter, verse 27, he used Barnabas. So God uses human agents to um, help deve develop and disciple um, individuals and help them grow in the faith. He could use angels, couldn't he? He could do it without any agent at all, just speak through the Holy Spirit and minister. But he has chosen to use human agents. I pray 
and that would be me. I pray that that would be you. I pray that you'd have a heart. Pray to God to ask him to let you be used in someone's life in that way.